Yo, yo, what's good? Welcome back to the Audio Theory Podcast featuring your host, uh, Superfly. Got my boy Danny, my co-host on the other end. What's good, man? What's good, baby? Day bar is open, checking in. Uh, the Super Bowl hangover is finally out my system because, bro, Monday at work was fucking useless, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, it was just a bunch of zombies just walking around. Like, no one wanted to be there. I was like, ah. Oh. Bro, well, month, I forgot you're on East Coast time. That's why. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah, because you know, dude, watching sports on the West Coast is phenomenal, bro. Like, like, you're done at fucking seven, and like, you have the whole night to do whatever the fuck you want. But, bro, yeah, I didn't get home till almost midnight, and I had to be at work. Luckily, a little bit later, but still, like, I really think the Monday after the Super Bowl should be a national fucking holiday. <laughs> I'd be with it. I actually didn't see it. This was the first time I skipped it. You didn't watch the um, game? Not because. Um, I was like trying to protest it or anything, but one, I didn't really, I didn't place any bets. I wasn't too okay. into either team. Um, and then as I was about to watch it, I mean, one, I don't have cable and then I was going to watch it through Hulu, but I realized on the TV in my room, at least we don't have Hulu live. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just gonna, I felt sick too. I was still recovering from my cold or whatever I have. Okay. Um, and I wasn't trying to go chill with a bunch of uh, random people. I got invited to a party, but I only knew a couple of the dudes, so I was like, I'm not uh, with you today. The so I, I didn't see it. Saying no, bro. That's the theme of all 2020, bro. The power of saying no. Like, you know what? <laughs> I'm good, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I, I had a cool, I mean, the, the Super Bowl was down here in Miami, so um, it was just crazy, bro. I tried to stay away from Miami as hard as possible. I uh, went to my boy's house to watch the game. Uh, he has a massive backyard, so it was chilled, like, you know, playing like a Cornhole, Jenga, drinking, eating before the game started. Uh, bro, but it's fucked up. You missed it because the best thing about that fucking Super Bowl was the halftime show. That's what I keep hearing now. I'm, I'm bro, pissed about that. And I'm going to raise my hand. I was one of those people who talked shit, but you know, we'll insert the picture here. Like, yo, J-Lo and Shakira, oh my God, bro. <laughs> like, if that's how women are aging these days, yo, men are lucky motherfuckers, bro. Because, yo, yo, I think... Uh, J-Lo's 50, Shakira's like 42, 43. Bruh, just fucking killed it. Like, it pretty much had everything for anybody. Like, if you're a woman, you're happy to see women on stage. If you're a guy, you're happy to see fucking gorgeous women on stage. And if you like, you know, and they also had like a whole thing for like kids and, and like in between. Like, it was fucking like amazing. And I was talking shit the whole time leading up to it. I was like, bro, who the fuck wants to see J-Lo and Shakira? Like, you're what? part of the reason why I didn't watch the shit. Yeah, I was like, yo, what <laughs> song are they going to do? Like, what the fuck is, like, well, yeah, I, like, I didn't even know what they were saying. I was just like, this is, this performance is fucking amazing. And they brought out um, Jay Balvin and Bad Bunny. I was like, fire. I heard, yeah. I heard White America was pissed off about it. I didn't really yeah, know. America's like, what is this? <laughs> it's like, too bro, spicy from what relax, I heard. Relax, relax, bro. You got everything else. You got baseball, relax. <laughs> Um, but the game was dope. I was rooting for the Chiefs because I actually have one of my boys. Um, his brother's all on the on the practice squad, uh -huh. so he actually got a, a chance to party with them when they won the game. So that was super dope. So shout out to Nolan, his brother Derek Dieter. Um, nice. Yeah, man. But I mean, the funniest thing, the reason. So episode what episode seventeen? We're calling this. Uh, we're calling this. We we ain't in Kansas anymore. Because uh, your boy, I know it's not your boy, but your boy, President Trump congratulate the fucking Kansas City Chiefs and said the great state of Kansas is proud of you and <laughs> Kansas City is in Missouri so, yep. like, <laughs> so first of all how does the American fucking president fuck this up and then second of all how many Americans didn't even know Kansas City was a Kansas so I, I actually the only reason why I knew it was in Missouri is because um a client I used to work with um obviously cross state uh in the past he was based in kansas city so some of the advertising we had to do obviously had to be in the correct city um and i think i just literally googled it to like check something and i was like oh shit it's like it's not even in kansas it's in missouri um but beyond that i i guarantee the average american does, does i know that's that. the funny first like I'm, I'm giving him shit he should know president but i guarantee one out of three americans don't know that shit yeah he needs somebody proofreading this this shit or something. These tweets, yo. These tweets are fucking getting, yo. That's, like, you need to know that shit. That's yeah. your country, dog. Like, literally, that's your country. <laughs> I know. We had to memorize this shit in what? Fucking 
third grade or something. Do you remember how dumb that shit was in second, third grade where you had to know every fucking state of every, like the capital of every state? I'm like, bro, yep. I'm not even going to Nebraska, so why right. the fuck does this matter? Yep. And I still don't know what the fuck the capital of Nebraska is. Why are we even memorizing Nebraska, period? Yeah. Not even the fucking city. Yeah. Ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I, I, I knew about Kansas City, Missouri, because I've been in Kansas City like three or four times. Low key, very fun city to be in. Um, and on some Trump shit before we jump into all this shit we want to get to. Your boy, like, shockingly, he didn't get impeached. I'm shocked by this. <laughs> I know, everyone's like, yeah, like. Groundbreaking news. Your boy didn't get impeached. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, I don't if if anyone thought he was going to get impeached, they're either far too optimistic or they have no idea how government or the legal system period works in that sense. I mean, I, again, I think a lot of Americans literally don't know how politics or any of that shit works. I didn't really know how I still don't know how a lot of it works, but at least did some research to see what's the likelihood of this happening of him getting impeached and everyone was like it's super low dude slim to none bro it's like they, they said it's equivalent of you committing a crime and then all your boys are on the jury yeah it's, like, it's like it's like ah he's all right he didn't he's, <laughs> that's, right. he's fucking, like, that's, that's what it is like well, yeah you, you fucking killed someone but all your boys are like but you know it's, uh, it's a bad, bad. <laughs> just one uh, person but then, yeah, the tweet he sent out, which, dude, like, who the fuck is doing his, like, his, like, media shit? Like, yo, the tweet of him, it's like, Trump 2020, Trump 24, Trump 2028. 20, I'm like, bro, what? Like, yeah. Uh, bro, like, this motherfucker's probably going to win again, and that's, like, the scary thing. But yeah. hopefully Yang Yang or Bernie takes him down and, you know, remove these loans from my life. Because Jesus mm -hmm. Christ. Oh, if they go with the... I mean, not to get political, but if they go with like Elizabeth Warren or some other random person, where Trump 100% is winning, like not even a chance. Bro, I just I don't understand how like again not to be, uh, be a political show, but how the fuck is like there's like no one standing out in the entire Democratic Party, and this shit's like less than a year away. Mm -hmm. uh, and there was a big fuck up in Iowa. Apparently, like the app crashed or something. Like, what are we doing? It's 2020. Like, what are we like, doing? Yeah, this shit is... They need to get it together. We're fucked. We're fucked. But, yep. All right, we ain't in Kansas anymore. Episode uh, 17. Let's get this shit out and cracking. Let's fucking talk right. about it. There's so much to start off with. So, Super Bowl, you didn't watch it. It was a good game. Uh, shout out to the Chiefs for winning that. Um, dude, what do you want to start on? But we have so much. We got albums that dropped last week that we would, we'd even know about. Um, mm -hmm. We got some Uzi Vert news. We got some uh, Roddy Rich still being number one. What do you want to talk about? Uh, we could talk. Sorry, with the new albums. Um, okay. I know Russ uh, announced the release of his new album. Had a chance to check that out. Um, I didn't listen to it in its entirety. Um, listened to a handful of songs. My favorite one so far, at least, is uh, "Guess What" with Rick Ross. Fire. Um, I kind of like that, like mafioso vibe thing going wow. on there. Uh, Russ has always been like a, a talented very talented lyricist in my opinion i don't know if his his music in general is like as impactful as a lot of other artists but in terms of just something cohesive and nice to listen to and just uh quality like very quality uh in terms of the music i think he's he's one of those artists that probably isn't going anywhere anytime soon yeah, uh, dude, apparently he's fucking rich as fuck, so good for him. Um, but yeah, dude, I love the album. I, I've been a huge Russ fan. I, I told a story before where I found his first album and like on a fucking random Monday, and then by Friday I already heard that shit like from fucking first track to end the last track over and over again, and then he just happened to be in Miami that same weekend. I went by myself to watch him, bro. That shit was fucking like the most epic fucking show, and I became like a stan since back then, but... Um, I feel like after that first album, when it dropped in 2017, it kind of like fell off a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and I share with you uh, the Brilliant Idiots um, episode he did this past week, where I think he like kind of bought up into the hype. Where I feel like all new artists do when you fucking blow up that big and you have, and you're selling out fucking arenas and shit. Well, not arenas, like, you know, venues. Mm -hmm. um, so kind of like, I would say like between this current album and his first album, like those kind of those two and a half years, it kind of lost me. I feel like he was just putting out like random shit that didn't really go with the whole 
Russ Wave, but uh-huh. like this album was more to like what he what we're used to and what we fucking appreciate. Like him just spitting like like rapping about like real shit about like, you know, the the stresses of fucking, you know, having someone else run your life, you know, owning your own shit, you know, owning your own masters. Uh and then you know, he then the singing shit's fucking always cool for the ladies. Like dude, I think it's a really good cohesive album. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I really enjoy that track, like you said, with uh, Rick Ross. But I think one of my favorite tracks on that album actually is the very first song, uh, Need a Minute. And he's just like, it kind of like properly, properly sets you up for the, what the entire album is going to be. So, uh-huh. yeah, I thought that shit was flawed. Not, uh, I wouldn't give it a, a perfect 10 out of 10, but like a high 8.1 out of 10 for that shit. Nice. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. Yeah, solid album for sure for us called shake the snow globe uh did you get a chance to understand what that means no but so so shake the snow globe in his mind the reason why he titled the album that was that he felt kind of to my point that he got very complacent in between so he's referring to his life is the the inside of a snow globe Mm. and he needs to fucking shake things up to get back on track so yeah pretty cool it's a dope little analogy or whatever uh would you get it get a chance to peep the little wayne album funeral it's uh fuck man God, crazy. this shit is 24 songs apparently in honor of kobe 24 songs in honor of kobe track number eight has a 24 second uh runoff like a moment of silence for him for 24 seconds which is i mean the, the concept is cool yeah. Uh, um, but what about the context of the album? Did you enjoy any tracks specifically? Um, so this one I didn't have a chance to to really get into. Um, I did skim through a lot of it just to see if any like beats or any verses caught my eye, and uh, there wasn't a whole lot personally yeah. that stuck for me in that even in that short glimpse of what I got. Yeah, I was kind of the same way. I kind of gave it a proper. Uh... I mean, yeah, 24 tracks. I was on my workout. And there was still like six songs left. I'm like, well, that's <laughs> not, not much else I could do here. Um, but it was good, man. So unlike Eminem, which we spoke about last week, like, I still appreciate Lil Wayne's flow. Like, I know probably like the 17-year-old and me freshman in college probably appreciate his flow way more. But mm-hmm. I still appreciate what he's doing. Like, he's not just rapping a rap. I get he's trying to give a message, but it's probably not overwhelming and too like insightful um one track that did stand out to me the um i don't think it was an amazing song but it, it just it felt it felt nice was the uh he has an xxx Station song and yeah. it feels like an xxx song like a fucking song like if he was here he would perform at a fucking like rolling loud and like the crowd would go fucking crazy like that super like gloomy but hip-hop fucking like rock and roll beat yeah so that was cool that was a cool track but yeah i don't i, I wouldn't say it was bad but like yeah, like I'd even like so for the most part, usually like without even like thinking, I just automatically download the album and listen to it later. With yep. this, I was like, let me just listen to it first, and then I download it. And I was like, yeah. ah, there's no point in downloading this. Shit. <laughs> um, but it was all right. Like kudos to him for just you know still wanting to rap and still want to be relevant. Um, I, he did a couple interviews leading up to the album dropping, like on Drink Champs and other stations, and. Like, he's so super insightful. He still clearly loves the art form. So you can't get mad at somebody about that. I just personally, like, it wasn't groundbreaking for me, right? And I mean, on your 13th album, unless you're Jay-Z or Drake, it's kind of hard to have groundbreaking shit, you know, this many years in. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of those artists where, like, I, I almost don't even know what to expect from him at this point in time or what I want from him musically. Right. Uh, I don't know much about his life at this point in time so i think it's really hard for me to connect with these random drops um it it doesn't seem like it hits as hard as it used to like harder three was the last time where i was like oh my god this dude is legendary now it's kind of i won't say i'm over him but i i'm not checking for it the same way i'm checking for other people at his at his level whether that's whether you consider that to be Jay-Z or Drake or someone like that. Yeah, dude, I would have to agree with that, man. I still remember, yeah, Carter 3 is gonna be like what we mentioned, like with like the Kobe Bryant, recipes of Kobe Bryant. Like you're gonna remember exactly where you were when that shit when it happened, right? So uh-huh. dude, when Carter 3 dropped, I was living in Orlando doing an internship my uh soft my junior my my sophomore year in college. And 
bro, I was like, that shit dropped. I had that shit in my like in my rental car. I was at the basketball court. Everyone driving by had that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I remember being like at the, I was flying back home. I had to stop at Heathrow Airport in London, and like there was posters all over his, like the airport with his shit. Like I was like, damn, this this album really is a fucking movement. And that was like the last hip hop album to ever sell a million copies in week ones. Um. Yeah, this is not that, right? But yeah, we, we're not as invested with Lil Wayne as we were back then, right? Because think about Carter 3, that four years leading up to it and the three years after that, man, it was mixtape after mixtape. You were just fucking fully invested in like, yo, what's the next thing dropping? Like, what's the next thing, Young Money, right? Yeah. Um, but then he just went away for a while when he had that beef with Baby and like he just wasn't dropping any music. And I've, I don't know if it hurt him because I feel like this guy is still fucking absolutely paid and doing fine. But as far as that, you know, I feel like the the uh, the non Lil Wayne stands no longer were as invested in like, all right, the next thing he drops, I have to check out. It's like, all right, if I check it out, yeah. I check it out. But if I don't, like, you know, my day is fine. Whereas, you know, Drake drops a song at twelve o'clock. By twelve o five, we have a full review ready to go. So, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe it's the fact too that there's just so many clones in this day and age. It's hard to. Yeah to be so clingy to one artist or the other and i think the only reason why someone like drake can still have that relevancy is he's dropping shit all the fucking time and with that you feel like you feel the need to satisfy that addiction i guess whereas wayne was just just gone and i was like all right well i guess i'll listen to these other 400 people instead yeah, dude, he dropped his last album, Carter Five, which is actually a pretty good album. I actually enjoyed that a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I was actually presently surprised about Carter Five. Yeah. But that was the summer of 2018. So it's like you then went a year and a half, and we didn't really hear of you until, boom, I got a new album. It's like, what? Yeah. Like, was there a, like, did we, were we meant to know about this? Like, yeah. Remember he, uh, he and Lil, remember when he and um, T Pain at one point, we're basically doing songs back to back kind of like a rich homie kwan young thug type shit and they kept saying oh we're gonna drop t wayne and that it was basically the the chronic or detox version for them yeah, never happened. it never happened i think they finally released some shit like a couple years ago but man that it Bro. sounded so outdated yeah, i was dude, like am i like, fucking 2004 again I'm like, Bro, this is not like you had your moment 10 10- he is gonna drop this like you've yeah. lost the moment bro like you fucked this up yourself yeah yeah so yeah, again shout out to little wayne for still loving the craft but um again to me it was just a fine album like i'm not gonna say it's trash by any means yeah. like i feel like he's like him and eminem are just too good to ever say trash but just what i'm bumping it over and over again no like i even get that some of like the algorithms on my like some of my playlists like are putting it on for me i'm like no 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 chill chill bro like <laughs> That's the old me. That's the old Danny. That's <laughs> uh, all right, so that was pretty much. I don't really think anything crazy else dropped uh, last week, album wise. Do mm. you think of anything? No, I think those were the only two. Two standout, right? Uh, yeah. Um, all right, so speaking of Rush, though, so I, was, I, I checked the Brilliant Idiots um, interview. And, uh, shout out to them, Charlemagne the God and Andrew Schultz, doing great work. But uh, they had Russ on last week to discuss a bunch of things. Uh, uh, for, first of all, I didn't realize he's like Italian. Did you know that? Yeah, well, I knew it after a while. I was just like, oh, okay. where is he from? And I think he even mentioned it, like Sicilian or something. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so I was like, yeah. I was like, also like proper like mafia shit. But yeah, uh, yeah I had no. I think he's like half Hispanic, half white. But apparently, he's like fully white Italian. But he embraces embraces that shit. Doesn't fucking shy away from it at all, which is cool, right? Um, so, but in discussing that, like he brought up Post Malone, and I know me and you are both huge Post Malone fans. Mm-hmm. But I figured it'd be something to have a conversation about because I feel like I never think about it because I'm, we're, I think we're, we don't think about it because we're, we're both just big fans of him. So it's like, yeah. we just love him regardless. Um, but dude, if you think about when Post Malone first entered, uh, I guess, the music world with uh, White Iverson, like he had gold teeth and dread, not dreads, but like, like fucking box braids. Yeah. Um, and like that whole approach of like, you know, like he was singing... But it was mainly like he was trying to like look as close as possible to like the other rappers in the game, right? Literally, uh-huh. like gold teeth and braids. And then if you fast forward to like right now, my man's wearing like cowboy hats and spurs on his fucking boots. And there's far less 
rapping, singing, rapping, and way more singing, right? And uh-huh. the only real rap on, on his album are all the hip hop artists who fe- he features, as yeah. opposed to like, him actually like rapping in a singing kind of way, right? I feel like we appreciate him a lot on that first album, at least. That there was a lot of like singing, rapping. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it wasn't just singing. It was like him trying to like put rhymes together, but just singing it to us. Mm-hmm. So do you think that like is that some form of like cultural appropriation? Just like coming in, like making sure he's accepted and then showing his true colors or this is the natural progression of an artist finding his own skin i mean i think it's the latter and i think with culture being uh labeling people culture vultures is only makes sense if you can prove that the person came in to get what they want and then dipped to you know go elsewhere and capitalize on something else um because I tried to do some research on the whole braid situation. Granted, Post Malone is always, regardless of whether you're looking at him now or before, he's always had a very interesting look. So yeah, it's not like he's just some regular white dude wearing, you know, fucking Hanes or something. He's he still has a very peculiar look. And I, from what I gather, he was simply a fan of Iverson and wanted the braids. Um, even at that time, I was a fan. Not two years ago or whatever it was but when i was younger i was a fan of iverson and got braids literally because of him yeah and you know my look changed as well and i think he just simply wanted to represent that and maybe part of him also felt like hey why well, i, I want to kind of do this rapping thing and maybe i'll be more accepted and obviously the internet was like fuck that you're not going to be wearing braids or rocking gold teeth. And I think that just bullied him into changing his look to what he deemed more acceptable. I, I feel like he didn't change his look because he's like, all right, now I got these sales. Fuck it. I'm going to go do some shit with Kid Rock or Aerosmith or something. I think he he was bullied into to cutting that look. And he's like, all right, well, I guess I got to stick with this then. And kind of just deaded the whole situation after that so i feel like he did intentionally come in to to do anything because he's i feel like his style musically has remained pretty much consistent the whole time he's always featured you know black artists it's not like Katy perry or miley cyrus where they fucking have a, a couple big hits and then just completely fall off the map yeah, and just shun every black artist that ever helped him out yeah i think it's just really hard to know like if someone's intentions are evil or not and i feel like post from what i've seen he's like a a pretty nice dude in interviews and stuff like he's never come across as like as this asshole who's trying to take advantage of hip-hop or black people it's just he's said a couple things to where he's like i don't want to be boxing as a rapper hip-hop has this negative aspect to it and then people like fuck you you're stealing our shit and doing all this and that and i think people are just too eager to it's cancel culture culture ish to be labeling people yeah like well that. i mean no one's canceling post malone that motherfucker's just too big <laughs> yeah like, that's not happening but yeah i see i figured i wanted to take your t- have your take on it um because when i heard i was like oh shit like i never even thought about that way because we just like matt whatever he drops like you and i are both like all right gotta listen to it like it's fine i go to the concert um but yeah, I would have to agree with that, man. Like, I just also think it's a natural progression of, you know, as a fucking, as a human being, bro. Like, this motherfucker's so young. Yeah. So imagine, like, the massive leaps you take from freshman year in college to who you are senior year in college, right? That's pretty much mm-hmm. what happened, right? When when Posty came out, he was fucking, like, 18, 19 or something stupid. And yeah. now he's fucking a 24-year-old. Like, yeah. you know, things fucking change in life. So I took it more that way, bro. Like, like Kid Cudi, right? When Kid Cudi first dropped, he was one way. And then literally four, three years later, like, I, I'm not doing drugs anymore. We're like, yep. what? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> so I just think I, I took it more so. Like, I, I didn't agree with the sense like the culture appropriation part. Um, and I think that doesn't hold that much weight because, again, he he's always at hip-hop festivals. He's always embracing hip-hop artists. He always gives love to so many artists on his on on their tracks on his tracks like it's yeah. not just a one-way thing um so yeah i don't think at all he's a fucking culture vulture um but that was a, a, a unique take of like oh yeah you did have fucking braids like four years ago and now you're fucking wearing cowboy boots and all like 
powder blue. Like, what right. the fuck happened? But I just think it's more so like, yo, you're from Texas. Country music's probably naturally a part of you. But you also like fucking hip hop. So why can't I do both, right? Like the same way with right. fucking, like the, we say about Kanye. Like, why can't he do both? Or why can't he do this now? Yeah. So I think if we're going to get Kanye a pass for evolving. You got to give younger artists who, especially younger artists, bro. Because, like, they're still trying to fucking figure out their entire life. Like, yeah. You can't tell me that you expect this guy to be the same way when he was 19 because that's what you liked. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and hip hop's so image based and branding heavy that we almost force these artists to change in a lot of ways. And he, I think we also need to figure out what we mean, what we uh, expect these artists to give back in order to not be considered a vulture because he is featuring these artists but i'm sure some people out there are saying oh he's only putting the baby on his album because he wants that his fans or he's only putting these people on and it's like well at the end of the day what do you want to happen because it sounds like you just are salty that he's boxed in this genre and making money and is right. white yeah i would agree with that man it's like it's, yeah i would agree with the whole hip-hop thing man hip-hop's like the only like fucking like genre where there's so many criterias to be accepted by everyone right yeah. like there's like in no other fucking so we can bring up the whole Billie eilish thing right now so Billie eilish uh recently after the grammys um spoke about how like hip-hop artists are always talking about you know they have all these guns and we have all, all these bitches and it's like you know do they but like i feel like there's no other fucking genre that like every lyric has to be verified you know mm-hmm. what i mean like like no one's going through fucking celine dion's fucking songs like well this never happened to you bitch stop lying it's like yeah all right like i can just tell a story <laughs> and like in hip-hop it's like all right i'm gonna come through your block and da, 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 da. and now you're waiting for the artist to show up at the block and like oh you didn't do shit it's like bro like fuck it was a fucking song like let me just fucking like share right. your story or someone else's experience and let me put my own take on it it's like no dude everything you say has to be exactly how it is or you're fucking a, a fraud and it's like yeah it's just funny to me how like literally no other industry no other genre that's a requirement yeah i think it's interesting because it's almost it's almost like influencer music in a way where you can i think it's so popular because people can be themselves and and literally make music off of that and get rich and famous just talking about themselves basically but since everyone around them is exaggerating you almost feel like you have to exaggerate to to get on that level so i'll see a lot of like random artists be posted on world star and shit who haven't made it and they're talking about how they had 15 bitches last week and this and that and they're selling drugs and doing all this crazy stuff they might have sold like one blunt like three, <laughs> three years ago to some homeless dude or some shit yeah <laughs> on craigslist um and they just feel like they they need to talk about that to be accepted and hip-hop is kind of to blame for that sometimes because we call dudes like logic and whoever for preaching positivity corny so i don't really know what the fuck people want out there but as listeners just do your own due diligence to figure out what's real and what's not and hopefully you know those who are being authentic to themselves whether they're talking about negative shit in their lives or positive shit will prevail but i don't think it's news to anyone that a lot of these rappers out here are lying about shit or exaggerating at the very least yeah like if because like, if you're a rapper who's a big time rapper who's talking about like killing people you're an idiot you know what i mean like if you're an yeah. idiot if you believe him and if you're a rapper actually doing shit like that you're an idiot for doing shit like that right like it's a fucking it, it works you both sides are fucking dumb for believing falling into that trap um yeah. kind of like a takashi 69 situation um but how do you feel about billy Eilish even making those comments in the first place i think her comments are true i just think it's random and makes no sense why it would just come out of the blue like that did someone press her on like yeah i think it was like a normal i, I, I didn't see the whole interview so i don't want to you know take out of context but yeah. yeah i think it was like a normal interview she was just talking about i mean she has a lot of hip-hop friends yeah um, and if you think about it, bro, her music is kind of like trap music. Like, I mean, like, it's kind of like gloomy. Like, and she's not really singing too, like, she's not hitting any crazy high notes when she sings. So it's, mm. she's kind of rapping, you know. I don't know. Like, I feel like I see a lot of, like, hip-hop influence in her music. Um, yeah. 
especially in her, like the, the beats that her and her fucking brother make. I'm like, this is a fucking trap ass fucking beats. Yeah. Um, so I guess she mean again. Guys, I think she's fucking friends with Drake. Um, and like again, going back to fucking cancel culture, like they were giving Drake shit for like texting her and like giving her kudos and like. Drake's 34 years old. He shouldn't be fucking texting a 19-year-old oh, girl. Oh, man, he better quick. He's going to be... That's going to be his reputation is, like, pedo Drake. Pedo like, Drizzy. Oh, my God. Like, let my man just fucking... Like, if he's giving these fucking bitches, like, encouragement, like, why, why are you mad, bro? Like, People need to... Like, obviously, any budding artist, Drake, you know for a fact, is talking to him, whether or not it's public or not, because he wants to be a part of every budding artist's uh every part of their career at some point um so i feel like it's not unusual for him to be congratulating these people and potentially wanting to build relationships with them if drake and fucking billy eilish put out a song right now the internet number would one, explode number one 35 weeks in a row yep <laughs> fucking 87 yo Lil nas x is done bro that yep. record's going down <laughs> But yeah, I don't. I think people just didn't like it because she came all cr- across as pompous and was. I think she was saying her own storytelling is authentic, or at least the better fictional uh, type of storytelling, rather than I got bitches and this and that. She's talking about seducing people's fathers, apparently, and all kinds of stuff that she probably thinks is more artistic than I got a hundred bitches and twenty guns. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't think anything she said was wrong. It was like I was like, oh. I kind of laughed. I was like, yo, like, she's right. You know what I mean? And yeah. she, she probably has a bunch of hip-hop friends. She's like, bro, I know you to do that shit. So, like, yeah. like, why do you feel the need to... Because I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure, like, other artists see hip-hop artists as like, bro, like, why are you talking about this shit? Like, you can be... Yeah. I know you as a person that's probably... And you have probably way better stories to tell. Like, why are you in the industry determine what you're going to talk about? So, yeah. maybe she's coming from that point of view. Like, yo, like, you have sure. great stories to talk about. Even if it's just you going to fucking in and out, you could probably make that sound like amazing. Like, why yeah. not talk about it then? As opposed right. to, I got 15, 40, 47s, and I was like, no, you don't. <laughs> well, she won a bunch of Grammys, so people are going to find any reason to be pissed with her. For yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, everyone's hating Billy Eilish right now. I bet she's the biggest, that girl, sorry, is the, the biggest <laughs> in the world right now. Um, all right, speaking about white people talking about black people stuff, g and Megan Thee Stallion. Yep. I don't know if it's official, but for at least two days, they pretty much shut down the internet mm-hmm. because people were convinced that they're dating. There was a video of her like laying in bed and she easy just like licking her face. <laughs> I was like, bro, what is happening? It's hilarious. That video, they put that clip of uh, that movie Road Trip with the skinny ass white oh, yeah. <laughs> black girl from like the sorority. I was like, bro, that is a yo. The yeah. internet is so undefeated, bro. Yep. Like, that was fucking amazing. Hilarious. I mean, yeah, I think it's funny just because how how skinny he is and how thick she is. That combination is just hilarious to me. Dude, hilarious. But they also fu- they did her wrong though, because they fucking put like the girl who looks like Lizzo. Like she's not that big. Like yeah. Like Megan Thee Stallion's fucking sexy. Like yo, like, she's like thicker, but she's still like she has like a fucking tight stomach and like she's not like Lizzo. Like all her yeah. but it's, she's not the same. Um. Yo, but do you think like the community was fucking embracing this shit, or just shocked by it, or just like, oh, what the fuck is happening now? Like, I think it's just, I think shocked because we rarely see one white rapper, male rappers, period, or even just white celebrities, period, dating black girls. And in the rap game, I mean, anything that makes news is is that much more interesting to people. Yeah. Jeezy, I don't think we've really seen his dating life. Too. We just expect white rappers like him to be dating white girls, and yeah, he's dating, he dating a very thick girl. So he was dating uh, Halsley for a minute. Yep, and, and she's like the quintessential basic sexy white girl. Yeah, basically. So no one's shocked by that relationship. But Megan The Stallion, like arguably, I don't know, she falls into that like ratchet stripper category. I don't want to yeah. like degrade her, but that's where her music falls into and to see someone like g easy with her i i guess it's just an interesting combination we've, we haven't really seen ever in rap from what i yeah. can remember yeah. i look at mac miller he, he was if mac miller was dating like fucking i don't know Nicki minaj or some shit like we'd be like what the fuck what the that's fuck? 
<laughs> yeah, facts. Um, yeah, because Jeezy, just because it looks like a drastic change from what he was dating before, but obviously the internet again being undefeated, they found like a high school prom picture of him with like his like black girlfriend at the time, and they were like, yo, Jeezy was about this life. And like he had cornrows on, I was like, yo, let's Oh, go. shit. Nice. Oh, you didn't see that one? Uh-uh. I'll, I'll find it up right now. And we'll share it. Um, but yeah, it was literally like that, that prom picture pose. And he got, yeah, he got fucking corals in. I'm like, oh, look at this motherfucker. Oh, but shit. yo, Megan Thee Stallion really has been around. Yo, ever since she broke broke up, was it, she was dating Moneybags? Uh, Moneybag, yo? Yeah. Or something, yeah. Yeah, so ever since they broke up, bro, she's been like linked to like every single dude in hip hop. Like, there's a video of her driving alone with Wiz Khalifa and kissing his cheek. There's oh, Trey Songs. Trey Songs. I'm like, yo, what is happening, bro? Like, so it goes to the thing, like, yo, girls can't be friends with guys, apparently. Like, it just can't happen. Yep. And then just the internet, yo, if, you, if two people are together, they just assume they're fucking. But, again, these the videos she posts with these fucking dudes, she always tells everyone to calm down. But, like... They're literally like licking your face. So like, what, like, <laughs> what do you want us to think? Yeah, that's hilarious. I know when I when I looked at the video with Jeezy, I'm like, this is some TMZ shit. He's probably just hugging her, or holding her while they're listening to music. No big deal. But when I saw him fucking sucking the pores on her skin, <laughs> I was like, all right, <laughs> something must be going on. Or she just wants to make the headlines. Just I do. I really think only headlines, bro. Like make her ex man mad jealous because. Dude, she she shuts down all these rumors literally three days later. Oh yeah, Wallen. You know, I'm like, no, we're not, bro. Like we saw this shit. <laughs> like this is what I saw. Like, tell me, how am I wrong? <laughs> um, all right, man. So that was that was a funny little take. I mean, again, that shit was like over in like a day and a half. But yeah, uh, the the memes and the fucking the gifts of that show on the internet again was phenomenal. Um, what else fucking popping these past couple days? Oh, dude, speaking of fucking, like, uh, ratchet hip-hop female artists, bro, this whole... Have you seen, like, the Meek Mill and Nicki Minaj shit going back and forth? Yeah, man, that's just disappointing to me. That's those, that's one of the things that makes me... I won't say ashamed, but bothers me about hip-hop is I feel like this is the only musical genre where dumb shit like this happens amongst millionaires for no reason. Facts. Uh, do you want to share, like, what you saw? All I saw is, well, the first story I saw was apparently they crossed paths at some luxury brand store, designer store, and um, I guess Nikki said some shit to him or the boyfriend, and then they had a, a shouting match in, oh, really? inside the store. And I, what most recently happened is I think Nicki Minaj called him a, a woman beater on Twitter. Classic yeah, apparently, uh, she, apparently defense. Apparently he'd be like his sister or some shit and like taped it. Damn. Which is like, I mean, I don't, I don't know if that's true. And it just seems like, I don't know, like it just seemed petty, bro. Like they, because for me, like I feel like they had a very amicable breakup, right? Like yeah. they just broke up. No one dissed nobody on the track. It's like, oh, that's not my girl anymore. That's not my dude anymore. But like, this became like petty overnight. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? Like she's posting pictures of him. When they were dating, but putting like the clown emoji face over his face. Oh. Like, what is like, yo, come on, man. Like, this is my thing, bro. Like, and even like modern day women that like, are not in fucking the spotlight, like that need to like whatever you're going through, let the world know via social media. It's like, bro, what are you doing? Like, yeah. Like, this makes you look so much worse than whatever you're trying to say that the other person did to you. Mm -hmm. It's like, what's like the need to like, oh, I, I hate this other person. Everyone needs to know. And then you're going to take it down in 24 hours and make nothing happen. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm so sick of this, this drama shit between fucking filthy rich people like this. Yeah, bro. Like, you know, he's with a fucking fine ass chick. She's apparently like super happy with the dude she's with. So like, what's the point, bro? Yeah. Like, even if you did cross paths and you're like, yo, fuck this dude. And you're like, fuck that chick. All uh -huh. right. Keep it moving, bro. Like. <laughs> You're fucking going to probably like a thousand dollar per plate party. Yeah. And like, like there is nothing wrong with your lives. Like you're not in jail anymore. You're putting out music now. Um, so like, who cares, bro? Like, it's just, I don't know. It just seemed like ridiculous. And like, I guarantee it's not going to be news come like Friday. And yeah. we're recording this show on a Wednesday night. You know what I mean? Like it's shit's not like newsworthy, but it's just like, it's more so like you, like, I feel like disappointed. I'm like, bro, come on. Like, 
no need for this shit, bro. It's also another way for like the, the if this gets a hold of like the mass media markets, just for them to put like the culture like more in a box. And like, oh, look at another hip hop has fucking broke up, and now they're fucking beefing. It's like, no, man. Yeah. I, these artists, they're just too prideful. They can't. No one can ever gracefully lose and just ignore it. Like you would never catch fucking uh, I don't know, Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande and whoever the fuck Pete Davidson's girl is uh, arguing in some fucking Gucci store and like right. throwing shit. Like Keep it's just it so petty. Me, See, that's the problem. It goes back to this whole music facade shit. Is the in songs, you know, all these bitches are my sons or. You know, I'll fuck this dude up on site and stuff. So when they show up at the stores and cross paths, like I think those lyrics, they mentally bought into that shit. Yep, those lyrics fly across the the fucking screen of their eyeballs, and they're like, okay, now I have to slap. I have to because I said said it it on track four. I got (laughs) it. And it's just like, all right, well, at least people know track four, track three was was real. Oh my god. Well, speaking of Nicki Minaj, though, you saw the lyrics that she put out on... Oh, the Rosa Parks shit? Yeah. Dude, she um, gets, like, mad backlash over that. I think that's stupid. I mean, one, she didn't really... I think she just used Rosa Parks as an, a metaphor for whatever yeah, the line was. Like, it wasn't like, seat. fuck her. Yeah. I mean, that's typical uh, rap shit. There's way worse shit people have said. That one, I gotta, I gotta give Nicki the win on that one and not, like, bash her for that. It's like, yo, we've been... If we can't let hip-hop artists be artists and express themselves and we're really then we're fucking up as a culture as yeah, a whole like, yo, sure. we can't be so pc that yeah we can't make we can't name drop anymore yo, if you yeah. can't name drop in hip-hop there'll be no more music bro yeah. like the game will literally be out of business like mm-hmm. yeah because i remember when i was like coming up and like dude it was a shit and the game's first album bro it was like in a fucking encyclopedia of like hip-hop history it's like Jay-Z this and Dr. Dre that and Nate yeah. I'm like, bro, it's only 45 seconds to the song. You've name no. dropped like, everyone. Yeah, he was the king of name dropping. I was like, bro, this motherfucker must be like popular as fuck. Like, he knows everybody. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was, um, that was a, yeah, the beef is disappointing, but again, I think that should be over like in the next two or three days. Um, and I guess one more thing I wanted to get to before we get to like, uh, you know, Roddy Rich and like Heat of the Week. Yo, did you get a chance to see uh, Mace's Mace from like Bad Boy? His post about Diddy. Apparently, he was he was saying Diddy was being as uh, greedy as these record companies and was kind of um, hypocritical in what he was saying about the Grammys or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Diddy, um, for those who don't know, Diddy got like a lifetime achievement award from the Grammys, uh, which is dope. Dude, I, w- I would say well deserved. Obviously, we're not in the industry that well. We don't know like the in and outs of it. Uh, but I would say well deserved because motherfuckers been around for like 30 years and making money and you know putting out you know quality music you would think and just I mean to be on the fucking to be a, a, on the Forbes list every single year gotta be doing something right I would think yeah. um, but in that moment he took that platform to discuss how like you know labels need to do right by their um, their artists stop robbing them blind blah 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 so Mace went on a fucking rant uh, like a fucking essay long Instagram post about how like it's funny you say that because you still own my masters I've been trying to give you two million dollars to buy that shit back you keep saying no um, and then bro again I've been around we both been around long enough but like, I guess me being from the Bronx like I've been a huge Diddy bad boy fan from like day one and then bro I've seen the artists that he came up with or uh-huh. like, he brought up and bro none of them around right now bro like obviously Diddy came Dude, Danny Kane, Black Rob, G Depp, Loon, Mace, The Locks, uh, fuck, who else, bro? There's all the the band group. I don't even know what they're called. Make the band. Uh, fuck, bro. It's, there's more though, bro. There's total. Um, bro, there's more artists, bro. Like, uh, Craig Mack, rest in peace. So, like, bro, but like a lot. It felt. It feels, bro. Like a lot of people, he's able to put on. Get the money from making hits, and it's like, all right, good luck to you. Yeah. That's how it felt. And I feel like over the past 10 years, that concept of Diddy has shifted. He's doing more things outside of music. And then you see the relationship he has, like French Montana and DJ Khaled, 
and like these guys are still around and he loves them and it's all about love you know he even changed his name to fucking love so again it, it kind of goes back to the thing we were saying about post malone okay you could be one way in the beginning and a different way now but i i i feel like i would have to side with mace because i don't think anything mace said was incorrect yeah, yeah maybe he exaggerated a little bit but bro there was a literal like there's like YouTube videos of like comedians like saying like, yo, Diddy is a fucking poison, bro. Like if you work with Diddy, he's going to rob you blind and you're done. Like yep. dude, that was the connotation about Diddy growing up, bro. Like, yo, do not work with him, bro. Like there was no popular artist. I feel like between the 2000s and 2013s that was on that lasted more than a year or two that Diddy didn't just fucking like, all right, you're done. You had your hit, shelf life, who's next? All right, money, shelf life, who's that's the that's how I felt like he had a fucking just a a belt of like, all right, next artist, next artist. And he never really because think about it, bro. Like as on twenty twenty, right now, there's no artist relevant that Diddy's, you know, with right now. You know what I mean? There's Did uh does French Montana count? Like what what was that whole thing? Well, yeah, he's still telling sound up, sign a bad boy, but like, I mean, is French Montana really like? I mean, I guess two years ago, yeah, like he was a shit with like unforgettable. Mm-hmm. But besides that, like, you don't think about bad boy records anymore. Like, that's not a thing. Yeah. Unless you count his fucking son, like you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. not a that's not a thing. So like, it's just funny how like, yo, I really I think I get I'm a huge Ziddy fan. So like, kudos to him for making it work for him and his family. He's a fucking billionaire. Yeah, but I, I feel like I would have to side with Mace. Like, bro, you can't be on stage saying one thing, and that is exactly what you did your entire career to get forward. Right. Yeah. Th- unfortunately, I think most of these rich executives are only in it for their self-interest. I mean, we can preach, you know, support, you know, black businesses or black executives and all that, but I think any most people when they get to that level, like the mighty dollar becomes their best friend and then colors almost becomes neutral like i do think regardless of how powerful you are like race still is a factor for sure but i feel like once you get to a certain level race becomes much less of a factor like i don't think people like diddy and and whoever else are necessarily necessarily at the time or even motive to fucking really care that deeply about like race relations or you know the the guy at the bottom not being fucked over i feel like they they become a business and they're just like okay are, are we still profiting cool like dude so that's my thing like i'm all about uh artist empowerment bro like you know but like at the end of the day if artists go to a record company to help them with their career mm-hmm. like the record companies aren't a, are aren't a fucking non-for-profit you know what yeah. i mean like yeah. they have to make money so like I would say like it's on you as an artist or to get the fucking right people around you. Dude, if you're gonna sign these fucking contracts, bro, like know what the fuck you're signing. Like yeah. this shit can't be a surprise to you four years later, like, yo, I don't own my masters. Like, yeah, you knew that on day one. Like I don't yeah. know what Yeah. Like I don't know what to tell you. Like this is what it was the moment you signed and now because you happen to be a fucking gazillion or you happen to be super popular. which probably i had something to do with that because i invested in marketing dollars to make sure you got popular now you're saying you deserve all your money like yeah that's why artists like fucking chance you just go independent it's like bro i'm gonna do shit my way and if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out but if it works out i keep all the money like fucking russ bro russ is a fucking gazillionaire and he just fucking does everything by himself he fucking that's probably why i liked him so much dude he fucking sings raps produces engineers mark like that's all him like, yeah, bro. that was his little. Uh, you know how Logic has the whole biracial thing going on. Russ, Russ's thing is the mix master, produce, engineer, everything himself. Yeah, that's his um, thing. And kudos to him, bro. That shit, like, if if you're gonna pop the and do it that way, bro, you're gonna keep a lot of money in house, bro. Yeah, I mean, it takes money to fucking make money, so don't be surprised if if anyone's offering you fucking anywhere from a hundred thousand to a few million to do something best believe they're making 10 times that amount back minimum right and if they're not then they're gonna fucking figure out a way to make it yeah. back and like that's uh, dude that's why i hope like when i said the beef between uh was it little uzi vert 
and uh, DJ Drama. Yeah. It's like, bro, like, okay, like, I get you're mad at this dude, but, like, at the end of the day, like, he put you on. Yeah. It's like, yo, like, you had the opportunity when you got signed to make sure, like, all right, I'm not being fucked over, or... I don't know, man. It's weird. Because then you think about it, these guys were all kids, but like, yo, you should still have your fucking management, like, go over this shit. So, like, it's hard. I get it. And, like, most of these kids are so fucking broke that's like, you know, a million dollars, a million dollars, a million dollars. But it's, it's yeah. like, you would think even us, we'd be like, nah, chill. Let me read this contract first. But I might be like, all right, cool. Yeah. I mean, but I don't know, man. It just, it just, I, I, I would say with the case of, like, Diddy and, uh, and Mace, I do see where Mace is saying, you know, it seems pretty convenient that now that you're in a position of absolute power, that you're the one saying this shit when 10 years ago you were the one robbing all these artists blind who also happen to be black and you're on stage saying black artists should be more respected. It's like, yeah, like, bro, that, that seems kind of the kettle calling the pop black and shit, bro. So. Yeah, it's always tough, too, because we don't we're not sitting in on these meetings or know what he told the promise the artists and what they actually got and all this shit. So, I mean, even as much as I probably would believe mace over diddy it's you never know like what personal relationship or stuff they might be bickering over oh i'm um, sure yeah. yeah so it's like it's really hard to take one side completely even with birdman and shit like i have no idea i've heard really bad things but i still wasn't a fly on the wall and during any of those yeah, meetings, dude, so. heard terrible things and there's, there's obviously both sides that serve a little way to hate them because that shit but then Drake has not one bad thing to say about him and fucking Young Thug is still working with him and making millions of dollars and happy. It's like... And they probably like, fuck it. You know, I could have had 300 million, but I'm cool with 79 million. Yeah. Dude, maybe. But like, again, like it's... I just feel like too many artists have that... Did I, I feel like it's not even like restricted to hip-hop. Like artists in general, because I know like... um Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift yeah, yeah, had that beef with that Justin Bieber's uh, manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know his name off the top of my head, but you don't talk about, right? Uh, Scooter uh, Braun. Scooter Braun, exactly. And it's like, bro, like this guy doesn't owe you shit. Like, like, yes, you you are very famous, but like he had something to do with that. And like, just because you're an artist doesn't mean you like if you're signed to a label, that label needs to get a return on their investment. Like, mm-hmm. they can't just fucking produce your music, hire all the best fucking engineers, and just say, oh, here, here's a hundred percent of the money you made off your album sales. Like, yeah. What the fuck is the point of them even being in the picture then? So yeah, yeah. I just yeah. think like sometimes artists just feel like they're so like entitled. I'm like, yo, this is my music. I'm like, yeah, like you fucking, you're the singer on it, but there's also writers, studio sessions that were purchased, yeah, fucking budgets. Like, it costs a lot of money to have a fucking Beyonce feature. Like, yo, who's paying? Like, we pay for that shit. Yeah, we're getting our money back. Yeah, yeah. I think people assume are quick to forget actually that before the biz you get into the business yeah you're in your room fucking recording shit and saying what you want over whatever instrumental you want but when it becomes a business it's it's no longer necessarily about the art itself it's the whole package yeah. marketing it producing it distributing it and everything and and i think that turns a lot of people off because and that's why a lot of rappers who make it keep saying you know how they they miss the old days when it was simple because now this shit's a business like you're not it's not about fucking just you spewing your feel, uh, feelings over some instrumentals it's there's so much money and huge teams that go behind all this shit so yeah you might be make making uh i don't know 30 a million dollars show but to put on the fucking show it might cost four hundred thousand dollars or some shit and they're not, they're not trying to hear it. Okay, yeah, which yep. is funny because I, I never thought I would be on this side of the fence saying that I like kind of support like the uh, like the, the the record companies more. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I kind of do. Like I kind of like, maybe not more, but when people give record companies shit, I'm like, bro, they didn't yeah. force anyone to sign anything. You know yeah. what I mean? Like this is like, hey, we're we're gonna try our hardest to make you this, and this is the cup we want if it happens. Yeah, you know I mean, and like, like, I guess now that we're adults and we're both in the business world, it's like, all right, how can you not respect that? It's like, how can you get mad at a fucking other company that fucked you over when you willingly signed a contract that stated everything you agreed to? Right. That's the whole point of like agreements. Like, yeah, you agreed to it. No one forced you. 
So that's what it is. And now that the fact that it's no longer working to your advantage, you're like, nah, this is bullshit. It's like, well, bro, yeah. like, that's what the agreement was when you signed it. So yeah. And it's a very, I mean, from what the little that I know about the music industry, a lot of these artists are manufactured. So like, for instance, the, the catch me outside girl, catch right. me outside. Clearly she wasn't fucking that invested in music before she went viral. So Atlantic records is tapping into these million dollar producers to make million dollar beats, million dollar writers to make million dollar hits for her. Even with all that investment, she's not a fucking superstar. So right. I'm sure her deals says, yo, you owe us goddamn near, near uh, everything that you're doing. Yep. So 10 years from now, I don't want to hear a goddamn thing from her. If but she I... looks at her check and Atlantic records is taking 95% of it. Yeah. Uh, yo, your ass is a fucking ignorant ass white chick from whoever town. <laughs> fucking dr phil so yeah i agree yeah. with that 100 bro so yeah i it's funny again i would never thought i would side with a fucking record company but i feel like i'm siding for sure on them on that one um and then last but not least but i feel like we have to give an honorable mention because this whole roddy rich wave is crazy bro so as of right now going into this week of the year he's gonna have the number one hip-hop album again and then this is the longest running this is the longest run of the number one hip-hop album in the country since 50 Cent Get Rich or Die Trying. Wow. That's crazy. that's, dude, that's almost, what, 2006? No, not six. It's like 2000, yo, almost 20 years ago, bro. That is crazy. Thanks, partially thanks to Justin Bieber and Selena. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, maybe. Well, dude, the, like, kudos to fucking him for for just having that dude riding the wave and That's putting sick. out music that people actually enjoy, right? Because I mean, at some yeah. point, you would think that that would go away, but he's been fucking consistent, bro. And it's like, it's almost like someone keeps finding another song on the album they love, and then that one goes number one. You know? Yeah. So yeah, good shout out to him. I I I I, said, I enjoyed the album. Nothing special to me, but again, I'm not a, a massive Roddy Rich fan. Like I think he's just a good artist, but. Again, number one hip-hop album for a longer run than uh, 50 Cent 20 years ago. You definitely cannot be mad at that whatsoever. Um, and before we get out of here, my dude, what is your heat of the week? Yeah, uh, so my heat of the week, I am going to give this one to... Uh, shit, I think I'll probably give it to Russ. It's kind of annoying because I feel like a lot of my heat of the weeks happen to be white artists, so I don't want to build that <laughs> reputation. Okay. Including including the, the runner-up, which is Kid Leroy, the dude I sent you. Ah, oh, that was my Heat of the Week. Oh, shit. Okay, I'll let you get into All it. Right. But that was my runner-up. But my Heat of the Week, I'm going to give it to uh, Russ. Guess what? Um, I just really like the vibe of it. And um, it was cool to see him collab with Rick Ross. I think he fits really well with that, that mafioso sort of beat. Um, interesting combination. Really random, but it, it worked well for me. And... Um, I'd like to see him do more of that. It's kind of yeah. random. Well, he said he had a logo in his pool, and I saw the video. And that pool at in that house is fucking huge. So if he's living there, man, That's like his I, house, bro. That's independent his house. rapper money is where it's at. It's so. where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely don't sign to a label if, Yo, if you don't have I, to. If you have the chance to write, produce, and engineer your own shit, do that. <laughs> yeah. And you can do pornos in the booth, according to uh, Russ in the the chorus. Um, yeah, definitely do that shit. Um, yeah, dude, so my Heat of the Week um, is a song you sent me last, I think, this past weekend. Uh, Kid Leroy, is that how you pronounce it? I think so. Kid Leroy, Diva, featuring Little Tekka. Bro, fire, bro. <laughs> I heard that shit like seven times in a row the other day. I was like, yeah, <laughs> bring that shit back. Fuck. And, like, it's a short song, too. I think it's only like... Yeah, yeah it's short as fuck. Less than like three minutes long. But holy shit, yo. It's so clever, like, that, that, well, he has to be, what, like, less than, like, 18 years old? He's only, like, 15. Holy shit, yeah, bro. So not even, like, this fool's barely in he the has, middle of high school. He hasn't even got braces yet. His yeah, nothing. Fucked up. Yeah, but, and he's already yeah. talking about hoes and kicking him out and shit. Yeah. <laughs> that bitch, like, I was like, yo, this is fire. Uh, and he, the crazy thing is he's Australian, but he doesn't sound like that at all on the is song. He? Yeah. Oh, this shit is, you know, this shit has levels to the mind blowing right now, bro. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, but yo, that shit was super fire. Um, yo, but apparently the people who discovered him are the same people who discovered uh, Juice World. 
Yeah, apparently Juice World was like his mentor or some shit. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, whoever's fucking the A&R team for that company, Jesus Christ, they could keep finding fucking studs. Yeah. Yo, I, I haven't heard any other song behind, uh, besides this one, but yeah, that song was very, like, concise, you know what I mean? It wasn't just like some random shit. It was like, yo, there's a, a proper beginning, a hook, you know, a mid, and they had a little back and forth, him and Tekka, like, yeah, you know, she was like a, a dope song. Yeah. Uh, conceptually, and just like, the song is fire in itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, definitely, thank you for putting me on that one. But, how fire was my heat of the week last week? Oh, uh, uh, 3-0 Black? 3-0 Black. Yeah, I'll talk, that song was dope as hell. I kind of had it in the background. I'll be honest, in the beginning, I was like, oh, he sounds kind of like a somewhat generic drill type rapper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as the song went on, like, I don't know the aggressiveness, Dude, aggressiveness of it got me. Bro. Like right. that, I tell you, like yo, there was just three. Uh-huh. I was like, have yo. you seen the music video though for that part? No, I haven't. It looks like a video game. It's the dopest shit ever. I can oh, send I you the, the gif of it, but I never do anymore, bro. I never check out music videos like I did in the past, bro. Uh-huh. Like I remember being like 13 years old and like we had like Morpheus back in the day and LimeWire. And like spending like fucking an hour and a half to download one video because I was so dedicated. And like now because I know I have it available to me on YouTube, I'm like, ah, I don't want to see shit. Yeah. I mean, but uh, I'll check out the video to that and I'll check out the video to. I haven't seen the Russ and uh, Rick Ross video yet, so I'll check that yeah. one out. Yeah, I mean, that one, I'll be honest, that one's kind of generic. It's just them at a fucking like poker table Matt looking Hose like bosses. Out. Yeah, the hoes in lingerie passing out shit, and that's about it. It's but, so something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, man. Anything else you want to touch on before we uh, we dip? Nah, I think we good. All right, so episode seventeen, we ain't in Kansas anymore. Check it out. Subscribe. Appreciate everybody listening. The numbers are going up. We appreciate that. Check out the YouTube page as well, Audio Theory. Uh, again, we're gonna keep putting out content till we can't no more. Let's get it. Peace. Peace.